and welcome to episode 59 of Soundwave. I'm your host, Matt, and over to the left of me is Eric. Uh, 59. <laughs> Not quite oh, there Oh, yet. wait. However, next, next episode, episode 60. 69. <laughs> uh, no. Oh. No. I'm trying. Well, it's been uh, two weeks since we've been on the air. Anything new with you over there? Um... You know, things and stuff. Things and stuff. You've been sick, I hear. Yeah, man, I'm getting over it, so if I sound like shit, I apologize. <laughs> and you're kind of drinking vitamin C there. <laughs> yeah, orange soda. It's <laughs> full of vitamin C. <laughs> uh, actually, I haven't been up to too much. Last week, we didn't have a show because I went to Oshkosh to go promote the program I did in Japan. We're teaching English and stuff, so try to get some new people to go and do that. And uh, Did otherwise? you succeed? Yeah, I got a good, I got a good sign up. That's good. I got to listen to a lot of music on the way. That's I, good. Uh, I made Serena, one of the other guests that we used to have on the show here. I made her a bunch of uh, mixes because she's planning on going on a road trip. Oh yeah. So I listened to some of those mixes along the way. So you made her a mixtape. I made her like twelve CDs because they're going on a long, <laughs> a long <laughs> haul. <laughs> Where are they driving to China? <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I have like this '80s mix that I was listening to, and then songs to sing to, and sweet. So yeah, but otherwise, oh, big news! I went to the replacements show. Yeah, you did. Yes, that was a spur of the moment, and it was absolutely amazing. Their first show in twenty three years in their home state. That's crazy. And uh, they played at Midway Stadium, the final show that will ever be at the baseball stadium there because it's getting torn you down to here soon. Down. So that was a lot of fun. And then also on Tuesday, I went to go see my favorite high school bands, Taking Back Sunday and the Used. I'm sorry. No, it was a lot of fun. Oh, I got oh. to sing along to like every single song and lose my voice and get all sweaty in the mosh pit. Oh, wow. It's been a long time since that's happened. Wow. I, I loved it. Was Except it? you can tell that everybody's grown up now because they can all drink and there's not right. any pushing and shoving right. before the show happens. Nobody's doing windmill punches and stuff. Or like, because it takes how long to set up a stage? 45 minutes right. or so. So... Usually during that whole 45 minutes, it's packed like sardines in there trying to get to the front of the show. Everybody right. was just standing there being cool until the right. show started. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty nice. Why did we do that back they, in the day? Yeah, they've all grown up. <laughs> but yeah, I had a few beers and saw my favorite bands, and that was that was a good time. Sounds like a good time. Sounds like a wonderful time. Well, I suppose we can get into some news. We have quite a bit to cover. Oh, there's been news? Two weeks. There's, there is news. Well, kind of, sort of, not really. Stuff? Stuff. All right. Last week, U2 Surprised released their newest album, Songs of Innocence, by giving it away for free to all 500 million iTunes users. There was some blowback, however, as not everyone was particularly happy to find a U2 album in their cloud. Like me. Yep, and like me. <laughs> I was like, the fuck is this? No, yeah, I didn't even realize it was in there until uh, I read this article, and I was like, what? I have a U2 album in here? And yeah. then I went over to my mom's phone, too, just to make sure I wasn't crazy, and yep, it was there as well. Yeah, I was at work, and I was trying to play some music, and all of a sudden, like, U2 pops up, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't want U2. <laughs> uh, it was seen as a violation of privacy for some and a forced experience of a U2 album on others. In an interview with Mashable, U2 manager answered some criticism with, it's a gift from Apple. If someone doesn't like the gift, they should delete it. Since deleting the album for a good 
for good, it proved to be difficult. In a letter to fans from Bono, he wrote, For the people out there who, are, who have no interest in checking us out, look at it this way. The blood, sweat, and tears of some Irish guys is in your trunk mail. <laughs> <laughs> Apple was forced to make a dedicated site where unwanted listeners can delete the album from their computers. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous that they had to have like a like a twenty five page fucking yeah right you know well I mean I have it. I have a bunch of albums that I downloaded back in high school on iTunes and they show up in my cloud and they're like on my phone and stuff I'm like can I just hide these from my phone how do I do this I don't want them on here they're just in the way so I don't know how that actually works and then there's also the photo stream with the iPhone and stuff I don't understand that either I don't know I have like duplicates of everything. There's some stuff that's really great with it, some that is not. Uh, following the release of the new album, you two have embarked on another business adventure with Apple. The band and technology company are partnering to design a new digital music format that will prove so irresistibly exciting to fans that it will tempt them again in buying music, whole albums, as well as individual tracks, according to the Time magazine. Uh. I wonder what that it is. sounds like another thing that Bono said. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but over the pretentious, preachy asshole, and I want you to irresistibly you. exciting music fans. Yeah, because uh, uh, Bono, uh, Ireland, uh, Africa. <laughs> uh, Apple announced the iPhone six and revealed the upcoming Apple Watch, which I don't understand. The Apple Watch. Why does anybody want a watch? I don't know. Nobody really wears watches. Well, anymore. yeah, but the smart watches are kind of cool. But an Apple Watch, it well, just yeah. sounds ridiculous. Smart watches in general, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't use it ever. Uh, well, I mean, it's like you can be like Dick Tracy on your wrist. I guess. Yeah, vo- like, <laughs> I mean, video communications with your buddy. Like, hey, buddy. Oh. <laughs> does it actually have a camera on it? Yeah. Well, well some of them do. Some of them. I wonder if this one does. I don't know. Uh, they, why didn't they? I haven't looked at it. Yeah, like something instead of Apple Watch, iWatch. iWatch would be good. They have yeah. i everything else. Right. Because I watch my wrist uh, phone thing. So they announced the iPhone 6 and Apple Watch, but when they updated their website, one of their products was missing. Hidden behind the good news was the quiet death of the iPod Classic. This means, of course, that there is no longer a digital music player with the classic click wheel. Perhaps most notably, Apple will no longer offer iPod, which storage capacity above 64 gigabytes. The iPod Classic could store 160 gigabytes. That was like my entire library. Yeah. And now mine's on the fritz because of Japan and its wetness. Damn, Japan. So uh, right now they're going for about 300 and some dollars on Amazon because it's the last of the stock. Huh. And it's out of stock most everywhere else you can imagine. You should sell yours. No, because it's a piece of shit. So people would still buy it. Yeah, but I need I need a new one so I can. Uh, well, I mean, I could try and sell that. And sell be it like, for like. But whenever I plug it into my computer, it deletes everything off of it, and then I have to re-put it on there, and what? then half the songs are fragmented on there. So that's, there's something wrong with the hard yeah, drive that on sucks. it. <coughs> so yes, yeah, so I have to find my new iPod. Uh, the Kinks have announced a series of archival re- releases in honor of their 50th anniversary. Uh, David Bowie will write the liner notes for the two-disc retrospective, The Essential Kinks, out via Legacy October 14th. I've never heard a Kinks song that I didn't like, Bowie wrote in the liner notes. Of course, from their noisy, brash beginnings, the Kinks have come to stand for some of the most enduring and heart-clenching pop of all time. They are in the gut of every British songwriter who followed them and are indisputably a cornerstone of every pop and rock. I love them. The, wor- the world loves them. So, huh. Interesting. I don't know what they'll really have on it. They already have a two-disc Greatest Hits album, right. so I don't know what... What else would they put on there? <laughs> but uh, I guess it's cool. Probably a remastered and whatnot. Here's a remastered, redone version of Fame for the fourth time. 
<laughs> they didn't sing fame. Bowie okay. sang fame. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but on September 23rd, a David Bowie-centric exhibit called David Bowie Is will open at the Museum of Contemporary Art in Chicago. Mayor Rahm Emanuel has declared that day David Bowie Day in Chicago. Uh, the proclamation says Bowie has impacted and inspired millions of fans across the globe for more than 50 years with risque subject matters. Uh, he also called an undisputed, he's also called an undisputed icon, global icon with a career that has bridged cultures, faiths, while both transcending and fortifying music, art, fashion, and design at theatrical canons. That's some big words. Huh. Huge words. Huge words for Bowie. Uh, Bowie is also releasing a three-disc retrospective called Nothing Has Changed, due out November 18th. It features two new songs called Sue, and guess this one, Tis a Pity She's a Whore. Whoa! I'm excited to hear what that that's sounds great, like. That's going to be a great one. <laughs> uh, thanks to members of New Order, there is now a Twitter account for Joy Division, but no one seems to have told Peter, Ho- Peter Hook, who played bass with both groups, but has been fighting with his former bandmates for years. Hook, who has n- who is none too pleased when New Order reunited without him, expressed his feelings about the snub on Twitter, saying, At New Order, thanks for telling me, as a member of At Joy Division, it would have been nice to have been informed. Huh. I don't know what really they'll talk about on Joy Division Twitter, but right, what, uh, unless in, they're remastering everything for how many times now? Right, and, of course. Well, I mean, they only had like one or two albums anyway. Yeah. Know, so... I don't know. Can't be a lot to say. It's not a lot, whole lot to say. <laughs> and he killed himself. Yeah, so. right. Ian Curtis. There's no. There's let's, no. Uh, let's like, talk about the rope that Ian Curtis hung himself. There's with. no like Kurt Cobain mystery thing going right, on there right. or anything. Yeah, he just dead. <laughs> <laughs> While performing in Melbourne, Australia last weekend, Wednesday night, uh, Kanye West allegedly demanded that his audience stand up and dance, unless y'all are sitting down because y'all handicap. While performing in Sydney last night, he stopped singing during The Good Life and had security guards check to make sure that the audience members who weren't standing was were actually in wheelchairs. <laughs> Supposedly, one person in the crowd waved their prosthetic leg in the air to explain why he was sitting. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, that Kanye. man, that man. Kanye just put... I don't know why people like him. I don't know. He just put an amputated foot in his mouth. Uh, <laughs> this fucking guy's an asshole. Like... He has a few good songs, but I, I don't know why there's any following for him know. anymore. I don't know. Uh, following the Cookie Monster's immortal Icona Pop parody, Janelle Monet stopped by Sesame Street. He sang a song called The Power of Yet to help inspire Bert, Big Bird, Elmo, Cookie, Grover, and the rest of them to keep trying and never give up. Here is a sample from uh, Janelle Monet on Sesame Street. How does it go? Oh, I don't know, Bert. This no look right. Is that, is Bacon that cookies. Veg- oh, vegetable monster. We'll Cookie monster. This. <laughs> <laughs> two-headed monster can't drum. No. <laughs> two plus two. He wrote five. <laughs> well, no, never get it right. Stupid you Elmo. tried to add, but the numbers came out wrong. How cool would it be to go and perform on the Sesame Street? Right. You're big enough to be for little kids. Yeah, right. That's the power of the I really like Janelle Monae. 
power of a yes, 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 yes. That is what you get with the power of a yet. 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 Teaching kids to keep on keeping on, right? Yep. Uh, they said it wouldn't happen. And it did. Nearly 30 years after getting banned from Saturday Night Live, the replacements were the musical guests on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon began the episode joking that they'd be covering Smash Smash Mouth's All-Star, which would have been kind of funny, actually. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, They did their Please to Meet Me classic Alex Chilton, though. And I have a clip of that, too. Yes. Our massively beloved and influential rock band who are in the midst of their first tour since 1991. And you can catch them live September 19th at the Forest Hills Tennis Stadium right here in New York. Performing Alex Chilton, The Replacements. Still sound pretty great. They should make a. I hope they like release a live album of the show or something like that. That would be nice, right? They had video cameras all over the stage and everything. It was pretty cool. I mean, it's been 23 years since they've been doing big shows like that. So Paul uh, Westerberg was uh, talking, he singing his song, and he forgot his lyrics. So they have a young guy over on the left there, and he like starts singing the lyrics that he forgets, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and he starts singing them again. And I mean, they aren't drunk on stage anymore anymore because they're too old. Too old. So. Yeah, they actually played their instruments good and just forgot a few lines here and there, but no, it was way cool. All right, let's go into the stay in history. Just stay in history. <laughs> it sounds so old with the Brontosaurus whale. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk about old stuff. Yes. In uh, 1933, the first long-played record, a 33 and a third RPM recording, was demonstrated at the Savoy Plaza Hotel in New York City by RCA Victor. The venture was doomed to fail, however, due to the high price of the record players, which started around $95, about $1,375 oh, in wow. today's dollars. It wasn't revived until 1948. So the record player almost died. What would music have been then? I don't know. It would have cost $95, though. Oh, crap. (laughs) 1956, a fight broke out during a Fats Domino concert at the Naval Base in Newport, Rhode Island, where several are injured and arrested. Rock and roll music would be banned at Naval clubs for an entire month. Was it a racial fight, you think? I don't think no. They probably would have mentioned if it was. I don't. It probably wasn't. It was probably just people fight because they're sailors. That's what they do. <laughs> Fats Domino. There was an old lady yeah. named. Yeah, yeah, because you know he's so like edgy, gets people to fight at their. Yeah, shows. I mean Chuck Berry, I think, would get more people to fight at their yeah, shows than right. Fats Domino. What right. was going on there? I don't know. Man. No, it's just all drunk. 
1962, a Chinese newspaper reports what is called ugly displays as teens have been seen dancing the twist in Mayo Ming <laughs> Cultural Park. That's hideous. Horrible. How dare you do the twist and not shout. 1965, the Ford Motor Company becomes the first automaker to offer an 8-track tape player as an option for their entire line of vehicles. Tapes were initially only available at auto parts stores, as home 8-track equipment was still years away. Sorry, I got a bunch of mucus in my nose, so I sound all fucked up. (laughs) That sound great, man. In 1970, U.S. Vice President Spiro T. Agnew says the youth of America are being brainwashed into a drug culture by rock music, movies, books, and underground newspapers. Oh, yeah. Little did he know he was right. <laughs> September 18th, 1970. 27-year-old rock legend Jimi Hendrix died. He was in an ambulance after taking too many sleeping pills when he choked to death on his own vomit and was Damn. pronounced dead on arrival. I didn't know it was sleeping pills. Yeah, I would have figured it was acid, heroin, ecstasy, cocaine, alcohol, alcohol, all all that (laughs) sleeping pills. But no, it's something as simple as sleeping pills. His death was ruled an accident, but in 1993, an investigation was reopened by Scotland Yard when no new evidence was unearthed. There we go. The matter was dropped. That poor guy's all dead. 1975, David Bowie had the top tune on Billboard's single charts with fame, a song co-written by John Lennon, who can be heard singing near the end of the record. 1979, the first rap record makes it onto vital when the Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight was recorded over the instrumental break from Sheik's Good Times. The sequel becomes a disco smash, selling two million copies in the U.S. Rap has gone on to open up a whole new industry for people who can't sing, write music, or play an <laughs> instrument. That's a quote from the website that I used to jack all this information. 1984, the first MTV Video Music Awards are held at Radio City Music Hall in New York City. Michael Jackson wins three awards, including Best Overall Performance for Thriller. That's, uh, do they still do? Yeah, they do the VMAs still, yep. right? Do they play music on MTV anymore? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, every like once in a while. I guess they won't really play music videos too often. They do like early mornings and late nights sometimes. But uh, yeah, they still have the video music awards. They need to go to like MTV Classic and have like a new MTV channel that's like actual MTV and not sixteen and pregnant. Yeah, VH1 and VH1 Classic turned right. into shows as well. Right. Dated naked. What? Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess they also have the uh, uh, the wrestler show on too, uh, like some like wrestling like divas show that they have too. It's like the girls that wrestle. Like I like VH1 show. Classic because they they play like the metal show and they play yeah, the metal, they play metal really metal good eighties movies on there yeah. too. And yep. Yeah, VH1 uh, it used to be like the crappier of the music stations. But no, now it's, it's the better. It, now it's the better one. Because we don't got any 16 and pregnant on that shit. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. And in uh, 2001, Clear Channel Communications, the largest owner of radio stations in the United States, released a uh, list of lyrically questionable songs that stations may want to pull from their playlists following the terror attacks. On oh, the yeah, that's so Pentagon. stupid. That list includes such rock classics as Jet Airliner by Steve Miller, Dust in the Wind by Kansas, Knock, Knock, Knocking on Heaven's Door by Bob Dylan, and Eve of Destruction by Barry Maguire. 
Yeah, aren't some of those still in play actually? Oh, just yeah, because they haven't. Well, I, th- I think it was like these. Uh, they they put these ones out there and they said, "Hey, if you guys like think it might be too much to play Dust in the Wind because two thousand and some people are yeah now Dust in the Wind, <laughs> you know you don't have to play these ones." I don't think it was like you have to take them off, but I think it's just kind of silly. Basically, people. Like, yeah, songs written, you know, 30 years beforehand are going to be, you know, about 9 11. We're taking money away from these guys. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I reviewed an album, kind of, sort of. Oh, yeah? It's uh, Ryan Adams' new album. Oh. And it's absolutely 100% amazing. Well, of course it is. It's, it's Ryan Adams. It's really has that down south feel to it. Like, he's always had a down south alt country feel, but this one feels raw and kind of dirty and really yeah. great uh this is the single from it it's called give me something good That guitar right there is so cool. It really fascinates me how different his albums do sound from each other. Like the last one was basically just him and a guitar. Yeah. Maybe a couple drum sounds right. in it. But like coming back to the full band like he did on, uh, I forget what the album's called. But uh, he had full band in that one. And he had full band in some of the other ones. But I, I like that he went back to the full band. And he has that like dirty sound to it, kind of, and that weird echo on the guitar that just fades out. Yeah. I love that so much. And the music video, actually, it ha- it's him just standing there singing it, and it's really kind of looks like it's an old TV station, you know, when you try and dial right. it in, and it's like, right. and then it goes back and forth to Elvira, like Dan, you know, the original Elvira, big boobs, vampire lady. It's the original one. Oh yeah. And she's, she's like doing these weird, like dances and stuff. And then it fades back to him and he's singing and it goes back to her and she's dancing That's and everything. Awesome. I'm gonna have to watch that. Cause she's still smoking. Hot. Yeah, she is for being how old now? She's 60, late sixties, early seventies probably. And yeah, she's, she's in the music video. And it's great. Uh, it has, it goes back and forth from like full band to that and then it also has like my wrecking ball where it's him and a guitar and this one's really good as well You're my wrecking ball won't you come and knock me down come and knock me down come and knock me down you can hear the crackles in there because they recorded it from the vinyl for their digital lying in the bed at night feeling like i'm somebody else my thoughts inside my head get lost inside the haunted house. Everyone I used to know left their dreams by the door. I accidentally kick them, that's how I can tell you're still not sure. Yeah, My Wrecking Ball, that is like very traditional Ryan Adams, yeah. like his Heartbreaker album. It's all songs like that. that- 
Only like you can tell a difference with this one though. It has like that weird echo on his voice that kind of just fades out into the background. It sounds like he's in a big stadium all alone, kind of just playing it, and I love it. It's a good sound for him. And then uh, this is my favorite song on the album. It's called Kim, and uh, it has this weird like '80s synth sound in the background. At least I think. But uh, yeah, uh, it's called Kim. I love it. As the autumn leaves begin to fall Walking down the street where you and I would walk That thing, it's guitar, but... I see him Kill Kill Yeah, just what he does with instruments, like, that's really layered in the background, they're really quiet, and then... All of just, a sudden... He has very, he's very meticulous with what he does, I think, and it hits its own label, so it's him doing all the production, I think, on right. every album and stuff. Right. So he knows what he wants, and yeah. And then uh, here's one more song, it's called Tired of Giving Up, it's kind of close to the end of the album, but... Good songs. Tired of trying to hide it. Tired of giving up. Yes, I highly recommend getting some Ryan Adams. If you haven't heard him before, start start with Heartbreaker and then go up from there. There's just wonderful songs all together. If you haven't heard Ryan Adams before, I feel sorry for you. Yeah. Because you really should. <laughs> Guy's amazing. But the new album, it's called Ryan Adams, self-titled Ryan Adams, so Ryan Adams, Ryan Adams. I think Ryan Adams should release an album called Brian Adams, not the Canadian. <laughs> and do covers of and Brian Adams. Covers of Brian Adams. <laughs> That'd be funny. But uh, you can find that on Amazon. You can find it on his PacSam website. So you can actually, I like to do it that way because then the money's going straight to the band instead of going through somebody else. Right. But you can go through Amazon and give us some money sure. as well. We like money. We like monies. All right, let's go into the weekly theme. All right, today on our weekly theme... We have a few extra songs we thought, seeing as we missed last week, we'd give you some. But uh, it is 90s rock songs, and we tried to go with radio hits. I was doing a bunch of them and was like, wait a minute, none of these are radio hits. So I went and redid my whole selection here. Yeah. And I tried to go in some chronological order. We can maybe see yeah, how... Yeah, did chronicologicalize. We can maybe see how music changed a little bit from the beginning to the end. See, I don't, We'll just see what happens. 
We'll see what's going on We'll here. see what's going on. 90s rock songs. Eric, what do you have for your first one? Uh, the first one that I picked is probably the only 90s rock song that should be mentioned anyway. Um, not only was is it one of the greatest songs of all time, way better than the Beatles, is also one of the greatest Somebody's music videos of all time. Somebody's a bit biased here. <laughs> I picked Jeremy by Pearl Jam. Jeremy. 1991 is when it was released. <laughs> I was seven years old when that song came out. Seven years old. I was uh, one year old. Yeah, you were. (laughs) Uh, My first one is also from 1991. The song is called uh, Losing My Religion by Ah. R.E.M. Oh, the song that you replaced on my list because I also picked that song and you were like, I picked picked mine first. You could have told me what they were last night. That's true, but I got high and I forgot. Oh, geez. I love me some R.E.M., man. I do, too. Night Swimming is by far one of my favorite songs oh, by them. One of the greatest bands ever. They're so good. Michael Stipe's a little pretentious, but... Well, yeah, he's gotten... As he lost his hair, he got more, <laughs> more pretentious. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I really like listening to the live stuff, because they... they yeah, dude, they, they, they can play exactly how they play on their album. I, I, wish, I wish I could have seen them live yeah. at least one yeah, time. Yeah, me too. But I don't think they tour anymore. I don't think... I'm not sure, honestly. From uh, looking at our list here so far, it looks like we have some uh, anger, anger, sadness starting in the early nineties well, here. Well, yeah, well, that's what it is. Yeah, and then, uh, and then, well, with my with my next choice coming into nineteen ninety two, it's nothing but pure anger and right? frustration. Right, uh, I picked "Killing in the Name of" by Rage Against the Machine. You do what they told you. Now you do what they told you. Now you do what they told you. I think it's great how that album came out in 1992 and then Evil Empire came out in like 95. And then after Evil Empire came out, they started playing songs off of their self-titled album on the radio because everybody's like, oh, they had an album beforehand. (laughs) The the used concert, they played their hardest song, Box of Sharp Objects, for the last song. And then they went into, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you. It was a perfect ending to the show because everybody knows that lyric. So they're all singing along as loud as possible. Then the do, 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 do. And they dropped all their microphones and walked off stage nice hell yeah uh my second one is from 1994 it is little things by bush 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 bush
You know, I think in the grand scheme of things, that album is really highly underrated. 16 Stone. Oh, yeah. It's a great, great album. They get thrown in the loop with, like, the... Well, like, yeah, well, like, I think people nowadays, like, are, are just more like, oh, well, that's Gwen Stefani's husband yeah, kind yeah. of thing, you know? And it's, like, these guys stand on their own, man. I I saw them live uh, four or five years ago when their new album came out, and that was by far one of the coolest shows. They yeah, know right. how to they know how to put on a show, and, like, he's climbing on the banister on the side of the audience and stuff and, like, singing along to him and throwing the microphone out to him and that's stuff. Awesome. It was really cool. They, they know how to perform. And yeah, Glycerin they- live... That was like gave me chills. Yeah, everybody's all, cr- all like crying and stuff. They're and like, then oh, glycerin. before that, the opener before them was a uh, filter. So the, oh, really? Hey man, nice, hey, shot. Man, nice shot. And yeah. then they also do the song uh, hemorrhage. No, nope. No, uh, the one about a picture. Yeah, Fo- take your picture. Yeah, complete opposites. <laughs> something. Yeah, right, right. Airplane something, take your picture. I can't remember how it goes. If you take my My picture, picture. because I don't want to remember. Something like that. Yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah, they opened, so it was like a 90s show and kind of fun. That's pretty sweet. Uh, What is your next one? Uh, My next one comes from 1994, and it's a replacement choice for the one that you bumped off my list. It's also REM. Uh, What's the frequency, Kenneth? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's 100.7, bro. You need more frequency, Michael. of that independent college rock. College rock. Whatever they call it. That doesn't really exist well, anymore, Well, yeah, that, it? right. They call it college <laughs> yeah. rock in the 90s. So that's what it is now. Now everything's just digital, so yeah, right. everybody can get everything. Right. It's just independent. I just noticed that all my tracks are going as uh, Soundwave onto my last FM. Oh, yeah. So it has this, the picture of Soundwave, the, tr- the Transformer. So I don't know if there's like a something. Correlation there? Correlation. So all my, I have like 65 tracks of Soundwave, so I wonder if I'm the top listener of Soundwave. That'd be awesome if you were. <laughs> I've never I've never been a top listener on Last FM. Cool. <laughs> uh, my third one is uh, Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead. Nice. I think this one was a radio hit back I, in 1995. Yeah. yeah. It was also in a couple movies, too. That yeah, because they had Creep, I know for sure it was, and then they didn't have anything until The Bends, and there was like My Iron, The Bends and My Iron Lung, and this song, Fake Plastic Trees, I think. So, uh, yeah, Fake Plastic Trees. Yeah, Radiohead knew how to make some depressing songs. I was reading in Rolling Stone uh, article with Marilyn Manson, and he said he tried to commit suicide once by listening while well, he was listening to exit music for a film on uh, the kid, not kid, kid a, uh, okay computer okay, album. Yeah, okay computer. <laughs> and that's that, funny. if you listen to that song, it is one of the most depressing yeah, oh yeah. songs ever written. Oh yeah. Well, that's because they're like British and they're from like the ugly part of Britain that's all like cloudy all the time. That's true. So they can't be very happy. Well, they all write music then yeah, for they it. Do. 
They hate Scott Tenderman because he cries. <laughs> All right, what's your next one? Uh, the next one I chose comes from one of my favorite, if not my favorite, female vocalists. It's a Cranberry song, I Can't Be With You, from 1994. It's a song everybody forgets they do. You know, there's like two or three that. Yeah, everyone knows "Linger Dreams" and zombie. Uh, "Zombie." Right, but but then one, yeah, this one this one. one's by far my favorite yes. favorite of theirs. Good vocal performance. Dolores O'Riordan was my first celebrity crush. You have no hair. You have no hair. I told you she wrote the song after me. (laughs) She'll never never be with you, man. I don't have any hair. Orion. But she still wrote a song about me. I'm from Ireland and I am (laughs) Orion. Orion from Ireland. My next one is from 1996. It's called Trippin' on a Hole in a Paper Heart by Stone Temple Pilots. I was going to think about choosing that one but i don't particularly care for stp i don't either but i really this song is a lot of fun it's one of their most happiest too i think Can't stop laughing about you have no hair. That's awesome. What's your next one? Uh, my next one is uh, I can't figure out if this is the year or the name of the song, but I have two things written down. One is of course you know what it is, and one is 1997. I don't know which one's which. So 1979. Maybe, well, maybe you should play it so I can remember. Is it 1979 or is it 1997? By the Smashing Pumpkins. That was kind of a, a a little bit of a difficult choice for me since these were like the radio songs of the nineties yeah. that we we're gonna pick. There's other ST uh, or Smashing Pumpkin songs that I think are, are better examples of like nineties music. But that has but the best feeling yeah. to one of the right. like that is by far one of the right. best songs they've ever and, made. And that's their their the king of their radio songs anyway. That's they still I mean still play it every day to this day, so the uh, 1998 hit Dragula is my next one by Rob Zombie. Dracula. Dragula. There are a 
few of those metal bands back then that tried to incorporate like that techno industrial right, feel to right. it, but none no. did it as well as Rob Zombie. No, no, that that guy's really, really good at that whole just dirty electronic. I guess Power Man Five Thousand worked for a couple songs, but overall yeah, they, they were yeah, pretty. Pa- Power Man was okay. That was uh, his brother, that, wasn't it? I think yeah, I think so. And they had that that real like sci-fi feel to it. Yeah, too. yeah. Like their whole thing was like futuristic like nine inch nails they tried to go for some of that industrial stuff and like i mean their genre is industrial but they're not the best at it though no they have a lot of good songs but not not nearly compared to mr zombie there yes what is your final one the final one that i chose is uh i think i've talked about the song at least once or twice on the show but i think it's one of the 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 most beautiful songs to ever come out in the 90s uh ever long by the Foo Fighters, 1997. I kind of wish I didn't know what the 90s sounded like, yeah. so I could just listen to these songs and be like, what time period did they actually right. come from? Because right. 70s and 80s songs are pretty easy, but then like, there's, I'm the one who wants to, that one is totally 90s, but a lot of these rock songs, like... They they still hold up today. Yeah, you know, like, like Everlong, I mean, compared to what they make now, right? like you can tell then, but... <laughs> yeah, you can tell the difference but like, as the band matures, but still, I mean... That, song could have come out two or three years ago yeah yeah Uh, it's good stuff man and uh my next one it's basically the song that got me into the used and everybody it came out in 1998 and when it when i first heard it i had no clue it came out which is why i also talked about if i never listened to these is it i know it's from the 90s is it limp biscuit no it's not oh limp biscuit is not 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 nearly like the used (laughs) this is uh New Noise by Refused. And when I first heard it, I had no clue it came out in the 90s, and they were not a band anymore either. definitely got that late 90s more concentrated anger sound. yeah yeah and you can tell like that's kind of the birth of what is what would come to be with the early 2000s screamo and stuff right screamo core stuff. and like thursday and those kind of bands came out after that and everything so taking back thursday nope taking oh. back sunday oh okay. thursday is a different band welcome back cotter welcome back cotter yes <laughs> <laughs> So I hope you enjoyed our theme this week. We had a lot of fun doing 90s songs. Yes, we did. Uh, We're going to have to do a, a part de. Part de. For the 90s. A de. Maybe a de. focus on metal songs or, or something yeah, like that. metal or whatever. Something, something. Or uh, Ace of Bass. Ace of Bases. Our four favorite Ace of Bass songs. <laughs> I don't know if I know four of them. <laughs> yeah, you do. I Everybody saw the sign. Yeah, and what's the other one? Uh, they have a uh, really famous one, too. Um, 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 uh Something about a baby. There's one with like a baby. Like she wants you to like give her a baby or something. Uh, I want your baby. I want your baby. Put your baby inside me. 
Ace of Base. What's that song? It's um 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 Ace of Base. Ace of Base. Base. All that she wants. All that she yeah. All that she wants is another baby, isn't it? That's yeah, we should do uh, ni- 90s, like, uh, alt-pop kind of things, like Republica. Or Len. My sunshine. Don't Turn Around. Don't Turn Around. I know this song. You know this song? Don't turn around. I don't want you to see your nickel. Beautiful Life. You're right, I do know four of them. I told you. I told you there are four. They aren't the actual singers of this, are they? No, but I do know that version of the song. Yes, Bananarama. So yes, uh, let us know what your favorite '90s rocks are, rock songs are on our Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, we want to know. We want to know, and we want to tell you either you're correct that that song actually came out in 1988, which happened to me twice. <laughs> Where's my mind, man? Where is my mind? <laughs> Shut up! I, I would have, I would have put it on there if no, it was '90s because that wanna, is a wonderful song. Yeah, but I, did, I didn't want to lie to. We don't. Yeah, our, our, we don't want people pissed at us. Even though they're probably already pissed at us. Yeah, with our mocking of the Irish culture and Ace of Base. And our lateness of shows. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, I have one more to close us out with here. The song is called... Do you remember what it is? Uh, uh, no, I don't. Possum Kingdom by oh, the Toadies. Oh, Possum Kingdom! The vampire song. Make up your mind Decide to walk with me Around the lake tonight Around the lake tonight Last night we were talking about uh, this song, actually, and it's one of those songs where when you're not thinking about the song, you can name it pretty easily, Possum Kingdom by the Toadies. But anytime you hear this goddamn song, you're like, what is this song? What is the name of the song? Yeah, like you said, Vampires something? Yeah, I thought was like, what is this? Is it Vampire Weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Vampire Weekend, man? Yeah, is it Vampire Weekend? I didn't know they were making songs in the, the 90s. But yes, thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Soundwave. New episodes are released every Thursday, usually. The theme next week is songs that you can identify on the first or second note, like right away at the beginning. Uh, it'll be a little difficult, but I think I think we can do this. I think we can. I think we can. I've never really thought about it before, because it always just happens, and then I'm like, oh, I know this song. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, challenge. Challenge. It is quite a challenge. We could challenge each other on it. Yes, we could. We could. We could. Let's do that instead. Okay. Of like actually having the list. Well, then that way I'll have to 
We got this. We got this. this. We'll, We'll figure it out. For more updates and more information about Soundwave and our other shows, go like us on Facebook at Blind Ninja Studios, or you can even follow us on Twitter at Blind underscore Ninja. Our flagship show, The Department of Defense, is still alive every Saturday. Come and join in the fun at blindninjastudios.com slash live. You can chat with us. You can ask us questions. You can see our almost pretty faces. There are other, there are five other shows, including this one, available to stream at our website at blindninjastudios.com, or you can subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. If you just can't get enough of Soundwave or other shows, you can help support us because this stuff isn't cheap. We'd like to get new equipment, new everythings. At the bottom of the blindinjustudios.com page, you can click on Patreon and sign up. It works kind of like a subscription service or a donation service. You can pledge any amount that works for you, even as low as a dollar. Hey, that's only $12 a year. Think of it as donating us a nice case of beer at the end of the year. Then, also, if you're shopping on Amazon, don't forget to stop by our page first. There's a little button at the bottom that says Amazon. When you click on it, it takes you straight to the Amazon homepage and do all your shopping like you normally do. And then when you check out, it just gives a little bit of money back to us. So please, do. it doesn't cost you anything else. It's just the normal price, and Amazon just gives us some money for letting you know that Amazon is out there, basically. Yes. yes. Uh, questions, comments, any kind of feedback, email us at feedback at blindninjastudios.com or message us on Facebook. We will talk to you again next week. Have a good weekend. Peace. Peace.